Welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dahlman. Today, I am once again joined by our county administrator, Scott Stevens. Hi, Scott. Oh, well, hello, Renee. It's always great to be here. It seems like it comes around often. About once a month. About that. That's right. <laughs> well, this time we have the cameras back. I think our last one, they were not able to be here, so we're back to normal. Well, for those that call that normal or <laughs> right. like to see what's going on, right. I guess that's back to normal. For others, maybe it didn't matter last month. Exactly. Who knows? That's Who right. knows? So... Lots of stuff going on right now in James City County. So you want to get us started? Um, sure. You know, I, I think I would start by just recognizing the tragedy in Virginia Beach. Yes. Um, you know, our board of supervisors have been very concerned. Uh, the outreach to Virginia Beach has been really good throughout the region and country, as we hear. I've, um, our staff reached out the, the day of the incident to a lot of our counterparts, and it's one of those things we all think about and worry about and help to respond to others when things like that occur. Uh, but it does bring it home, and it does have all of us wondering, how do we make it safer for our community, for our employees, for our citizens? And it's it's a, an awareness thing. And I really think the message to our employees and to all really the community is we need to look after each other, right? We all have moments in our lives that are easier and that are tougher, uh, and it really does take all of us paying attention and being there when somebody needs us, whether it's a friend or family member or a stranger that you see on the sidewalk that looks to be having a hard time and, and doing that outreach and being sort of onto the, the kindness campaign, but being kind to one another. Right. And, and I think those are things that are um, important for all of us to keep in mind. And I will say I've talked with Virginia Beach um, City Manager. He is most appreciative of all the outreach that they've received. We've had staff members actually assisting their staff, mm -hmm. and so I appreciate our staff that's been able and willing to do that. was in a meeting this week with their mayor who just said he couldn't say thank you enough that mm. uh, that, that they were working through it. But it was a tough situation, mm -hmm. and, and it's one of those things that uh, I just don't want us to forget about that and just let it go to the wayside as things sometimes do in our lives because we get busy with other things. And for here in James City County and for our employees and our citizens, we are re-looking at safety and security within county facilities. Uh, we don't want to be unreasonable or deny access to anybody that wants to come meet with us, mm -hmm. uh, but we also want to do things that make sense. And so we are we're working through that, and there'll be more that we'll be talking about with our board uh, going forward. So. Okay. Um, our board did adopt a resolution uh, in June to to support the, the Virginia Beach, and uh, we have sent that on, and I know that that is going on throughout, uh, well, I know the Commonwealth as well as some other areas pouring in. So mm -hmm. more to come as we go forward in time and things that we can do to, to help one another. A lot of activity in our board of supervisors meeting in June, and I think that what I'd like to do is highlight some of what went on, not not all of it, but at least tell you or share what I think is most interest to the community. And first time I wanted to mention is talk about our, our business incubator or the launch pad right. uh, and the relocation of that from where it has been in Newtown to become part of the Andrew Miller uh, Entrepreneurial Center as part of William & Mary. And it's, okay. uh, I think, a really good uh, partnership. Uh, the new president, Catherine Rowe, William & Mary, had wanted to, to, I guess, beef that up in terms mm -hmm. of their efforts. It seemed to be a good time as we were debating um, the launch pad and the greater Williamsburg Partnership, our economic development uh, entity, had been co-located and, and just seemed a lot of discussion going on around all three of those areas. So it made a lot of sense. And some of that is timing. The timing of it worked out 
to where we have approved or our board has approved uh, the launch pad moving over and, and has as have the other entities, uh, Williamsburg and York County. And so that is occurring. Well, it will be moving into the Tribe Square location uh, that is going undergoing renovation. And we hope to have it set up in there in the August, September timeframe. So it's been talked about for a few months, mm-hmm. uh, but we have made that happen. And so I think that's a good uh, step forward for the launch pad. I think it will provide su- support mm-hmm. for those new businesses that are trying to figure out how do you go forward? Where do you have a space? How do you have resources to help you through all those new business type things that you need to get set up. So I think that's a good change in our community. Uh, The Greater Williamsburg Partnership, again, was tied with the launch pad, co-located, shared some staffing. Uh, With the changes going on with the, the chamber here on the business council side in particular, seemed to be a really good opportunity to move that entity or the funding for it over to the chamber. So we have approved that as well. All three entities, uh, York County, Williamsburg, and James City, have now uh, endorsed that concept. And so we will have the chamber providing this economic development regional reach for us. And then our local economic development staff in each locality working with the GWP staff and the chamber staff. And some of the thought behind that was to have a bigger reach in terms of branding so that we're not uh, competing or having a different messaging that our chamber and our chamber right. will be doing a broad reach in terms of advertising. And so I think we will benefit by having that uh, recognition and, and a broader scale. So okay. I, th- I think good things going on there. Uh, in terms of the community, we had a lot of discussion on Bush Gardens and a height waiver. Right. Uh, we had uh, conversations in May. It was brought in and ultimately approved by our board in June for an attraction that would be a, a anticipated opening in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that did make it through the process after a lot of conversation. And so we do appreciate those uh, that participated in uh, sharing their views of it. And mm-hmm. our board really does uh, like to hear from the community. Absolutely. Um, we also awarded a comprehensive plan update. We've been talking about that some mm-hmm. more to come on that. There will be public meetings, I think, this fall. And so Mm -hmm. I would encourage the community to get involved and be pay attention because what you tell us in those public meetings really does drive development in the future. What we do is lay the groundwork, in particular for zoning and other things, that say this is the part of our community that people you believe mm-hmm. uh, we should have this type of development. We're not the developers, right. but we do lay that groundwork. And then years later, when folks wonder why we're allowing this to go there or this to go there, well, it's because of this comprehensive plan and the public input that occurs today really will drive decisions and projects where they're located um, into the future. So it is important to be involved in It's a number of plans really tying our strategic plan and those things together. So there'll be more conversations over the next two or three years. But the public meetings are very important, and I would certainly encourage people to get involved where they can. Well, and in terms of gathering input, that has already started with a survey that was sent out to a scientifically valid sample, (laughs) which I don't fully understand. But input is already coming in. And so even for folks, like you've said, that weren't chosen for that survey, we'll have plenty of opportunity. We will. And it's going to take some time, and you've got to plan around it and come to one of the meetings or share with us. But we, we do value that input, and it does matter. So I would encourage people to keep that on the radar. It should be this fall, but then we'll mention it again. So there'll be some other opportunities to let people know that's out there. Uh, A couple other items that went on. We did talk about the purchase of uh, Brickyard Landing. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's We have a boat ramp that uh, splits the middle of a piece of property, about 119 acres. Uh, The boat ramp's there, not in great shape, but it is there. Mm -hmm. Um, And this property does provide uh, really good water access to the Chickahominy. And so it's an upper end of that. Uh, It's predicated upon us getting a grant. And that was, the I guess, the impetus for it of one access to the water. It's about a a $1.4 million purchase. 
purchase, so it's not inexpensive, mm -hmm. uh, but the grant would pay up to 50% of that. So it's a pretty good leveraging of our local dollars to preserve this piece of property and we'll have some conservation easements on it. It could be used for recreation purposes. Um, and that seems to be consistent with what a lot of our residents want the board to do as well. So to be able to leverage our money, uh, if that grant is approved and we should know that in July, then we do have everything in place to proceed with that purchase. So it's not a done deal yet, right. but subject to the grant funding uh, being approved, I would expect if it's approved that we would move forward with that purchase. Okay. So the more to come, we don't have any immediate plans to do anything other than hold it for public benefit uh, and the community's use as time goes forward and some type of passive recreation as opposed to any development activity uh, out on that site. Um, the other thing that occurred or that we share with our board is our police department was reaccredited. Mm -hmm. um, it's one of those things that for most of us we say big deal. We just expect that to happen. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but I will tell you that speaks very well to our James City County Police Department and those involved in the reaccreditation uh, it's, we don't take it for granted at a staff level. We put a lot of time and effort into mm -hmm. it. It is a significant process. And I want to thank all of our staff that were involved and just reassure the community that you do have a really top-notch police department here, along with other departments. Mm -hmm. But in this month, uh, the police department's reaccreditation is one of those things that I want to make sure folks uh, are aware of. Uh, in our work session, a number of items discussed with the board in, in June. The biggest was the open space sort of preservation discussion. just happened to coincide the same month of this brickyard landing opportunity. But the board has heard at least a lot from the community about preservation of view sheds, of the rural character of the county. And so they're trying to do things and, and dis discuss tools or programs or funding or how to leverage our dollars uh, to maybe better preserve some of those areas and not... Um, take that for granted that it just won't develop, but to mm -hmm. try to protect it um, and make it such that it is uh, remains rural in some of those areas within mm -hmm. James City County, and so that we can enjoy that for future generations. And we've we've done some of those things already. It right. just I think there's about 2,100 acres that have some kind of pr preservation that the county's been involved in. So we we've got a pretty good start. It's just trying to how do we continue that going forward so that we don't let development pressures take away some of what those of us here value. And how does that work? I believe that it's a partnership, right, between the landowner and the county. Yeah, we're working through that. Okay. But it is certainly a partnership between the landowner and the county. Uh -huh. um, the, the board's direction was for us to, to bring back a consultant to do at least how would you prioritize? How would you rank? What would you focus on? What are the right areas to be? If you have whatever amount of money, it's not unlimited. And so you want to focus that in the area you think is maybe most prone to development, okay. um, which probably means it's a little more expensive, or maybe you go for areas on the fringes. And those are things the board is going to have to help us with. Uh, and this consultant is, is really bringing in. So it's not just, I like Renee, I'll buy Renee's property. Right. It really is something that says, hey, this area is subject to development pressures. And if we don't do something to preserve that, um, and so we will be reaching out to property owners in those areas that are sort of targeted areas okay. and trying to encourage, but it definitely is voluntary. Sure. We're not taking, oh, right. we're not taking or forcing anyone to participate, uh, but there would be a number of things from purchasing the property to just conservation easements on it, mm -hmm. to buying the development rights, to just maybe buying easements that would provide a buffering from the road. So uh, if you have a parcel that's uh, many acres deep, maybe maybe the th first three or 400 feet is significant to protect that view shed mm -hmm. along the roadway. Development beyond that point would be okay. And then how do we 
uh, compensate owners so that we're not just in a taking mode and we're not doing that. I don't want anybody to think right. that we're after property that people do not want to work with us on. So your point of a partnership is very valid. It <laughs> right. definitely will be a partnership. More conversation, I think, in the August time frame. Okay. Uh, but we definitely heard, uh, have heard from the community in the past and recently that that still is important to a significant part of our population to try to preserve that uh, rural character and, and view. Okay. Um, I guess the last thing for the board, uh, we had a facility naming policy. We do have some internal policies and how we would work through at various uh, advisory boards and others. The board had talked about naming of some facilities or roadways and just wanted to have a little more guidance in a naming policy. And so we are working through that. We discussed it with them with their work session. It'll be on their July agenda. And it's a guidance. It's not doesn't restrict future boards, but it's just giving uh, this board and future boards sort of a guideline of what we see today as being a good process to okay. follow. So more to come on that, but that is out there moving around. All right. So if I'm wanting to have Renee Dahlman Corner or something, I should probably get to moving quickly on that. Um, you know, I think we could do that, but it, it's going to have to go through a process. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, like right. I say, we'll have more discussion on that, and I'm sure more conversation and thoughts through the community on that as well. Okay. Um, staff changes, one significant staff change. I did want to recognize Sharon Day was promoted officially to our financial management services director. Sharon has served as the interim for the past month uh, mm-hmm. when Sue Mellon retired. Uh, but she also served as our assistant director for, I think, about three years. So she's uh, very um, involved in James City County already. She lives in this county. Um, she's very committed, and I'm very pleased to have her in the role as a permanent as our uh, financial management services director. So, very good. Um uh, just a short reminder, hurricane season, right? I hate mm-hmm. to miss that opportunity. It runs uh, June through November. Yep. And uh, there's a lot of information people can find, but the basics are you need to be able to care for yourself and family for three days. Water, right. food, medicines, all those kinds of things. Hopefully it wouldn't have to be by yourself that long. But if we had a significant event, it could take time to get to you. And so we're all asked to be able to care for ourselves for a period of time. Right. So I'm sure everybody here is ready and thinking about that. But just want to put that reminder um, I thought I'd mention as well, I, I was interviewed by Next Door Neighbors Magazine um, for their July edition. I have not seen the edition, but uh-huh. as we're taping this podcast, I'm told the edition exists. I'm told I look okay, <laughs> and I'm told the article is uh, came across well. So, I, one, I appreciate the experience. It, I hope it has come across uh, as intended, uh, but I will say it was a pleasure working with uh, that uh, through the process with the staff there, and uh, they made it easy for me to participate in that, and so we'll see how that uh, really turns out. Very good. Have a chance to look at that. Will you have autograph sessions, or have you thought yeah, about that? I don't think we're rising to that. Okay, level. all right. No, it's all one right. of those. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, um, as long as the picture is okay, that that helps okay. a lot. And the Photoshop and other things do wonders. You know, you put a professional <laughs> photography in there, and you can make any of us look the part. All right, so, all right. Um, I, I will mention outdoor events. You know, it's that time mm-hmm. of year from festivals to concerts to whatever, and. Uh, I'm sure our community knows there is plenty to do outdoors. If you want to be with people, there's a place to go. If you want to be out in the the woods or the water, there's plenty of that as well. And I tend to see our citizens appreciate both. And so Mm -hmm. I would just encourage people to take advantage of all those opportunities here. Sometimes it's, you know, you're here in it and you just take it for granted and you don't participate. And I I would, uh, as a relative newcomer here, I will just tell you, it really is a, a lot of events and they everything I have been to has just been a lot of fun. So I would encourage people if they're on the edge about getting out and being part of it to, to take that step and do it. Good. Um, 
economic development, I don't want to speak too deep into that. We have, we are just want to share there's a lot of activity, uh, mm-hmm. which is good. Mm-hmm. I think that's across the region, maybe across the country, but certainly in James City County, we have a lot of that activity as well. And so uh, it spe- bodes well for our economy, our community, and, and that people do want to locate businesses and opportunities here. And mm-hmm. so uh, we'll, we'll speak more to that as time goes forward. Uh, we've talked an awful lot about recycling yes. over these past uh, six months, yes. I, evidently not enough not because enough. we haven't gotten We've the learned, word out everywhere. Right. Um, and, and I will say, I think overall, I want to thank our staff. We have a lot of staff working really hard to mm-hmm. message it, to respond to our citizens, to get it out. What is going on is, is a big event. And right. just in case people have missed it, I think I'll recap. Please. Um, you know, the county has provided recycling to about 25,000 households. We have 30,000 households, not the whole county, but the majority of the county. Uh, and we were paying it through our general fund revenues, property taxes and other type revenues. It was about half a million dollars a year. We rebid the contract as part of a regional group. Recycling is in a different place than it was years ago Mm -hmm. and the current recycling market is not what it was and so the cost for recycling went from being a close to half a million a year to 1.8 million a year and so that uh, really took us to the board last fall and through the winter to talk about how how do we do that going forward we just Mm -hmm. put it in the the general fund side and just absorb it which means something else goes without or you raise taxes or a way to generate income for it or do we offer it as a fee for service and let residents choose Mm -hmm. and the decision was made uh to do that. So we have offering, we are, have moved from it being paid as part of your general revenues and property taxes to if you want the curbside recycling, you are going to pay $7 a month beginning in October for that mm-hmm. service. So in all that, we're changing contractors. We're moving to a fee for service. So there is a lot of movement and things to figure out. Right. At the end of June, our contractor has delivered all the new carts. Mm-hmm. And, and our old contractor has picked up many of the old carts. Right. And so I think that changeover has gone pretty well. But mm-hmm. during that, we've had a lot of discussion about why the change, why not better communicated, why can't we recycle some of the things that we've been recycling. And again, changing market, if there's right. not a demand for the product, even though the previous contractor, we didn't police that terribly hard of not putting it in there, most of it probably didn't make it to a place that it was reused. Right. It got in the process, it got sorted out, and it was disposed of because there wasn't a significant market. And so we have heard from you. And again, it's, I've had board members who've had citizens unhappy with the county because we're not allowing it. Right. It's not the county. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the it's really the global demand for the recyclable good. And right. so uh, we still accept a number of things. Yes. And again, as our bags are, or, or new carts are being delivered, there's information attached to those carts. It's trying to be more specific. We generated a video. Our staff did a great mm-hmm. job with the video. If folks haven't seen that, I would encourage that. makes it fun to watch about recycling yes. and where it goes and what happens. And I think it does sort of explain the process of when it's picked up at your curb, well, what goes on from there? Right. And, and it does show how it's sorted and how some of these other things of plastic bags and tape and some of the other things get in the way of the sorting process and makes the materials less reusable and more likely to end up in the trash. So, um, uh, again, I, I think things will settle down. I know our staff has spoken to thousands of our residents mm-hmm. in the last few weeks, and we're happy to speak to thousands more as time goes on. Yep. So please don't hesitate. We have questions to find us. Uh, but we are trying to serve the community's best interest, and we do want to encourage people to recycle. Um, we've had a, we've had some say, well, they don't want to pay the fee. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's fine. We still hope you will recycle. You just have to carry it to a convenience center. We would right. encourage you to do that. Uh, we've had questions about, well, if, if I, residents don't recycle, will our garbage service go up? Uh, you know, there is some uh, cause and effect there. I don't think it's imminent that folks don't recycle today and your garbage increases tomorrow. 
But if what we're sending through the recycling stream moves over to the garbage side, you do increase your weight and handling and all those costs. And right. so it is possible that those costs could go up uh, if folks significantly reduce what they're recycling. So our hope is, and what we have been experiencing, once people understand what's going on and why, even though they don't really want to pay the $7 a month uh, directly, which is what we're asking them to do, right. uh, that most appear to be willing to participate and continue with the curbside recycling program as it is. So I hope that will be what all will do. And again, the county's delivering new carts to our contractor. We will pay the cost for the first three months. Mm -hmm. We will send out bills in August that would be due uh, in mid-September. Mm -hmm. If you choose to pay the bill, then after October, life goes on and we'll continue to do curbside recycling. If you don't pay the bill or if you have called us, uh, to say you don't want to participate, and then we will remove you from the program and collect your cart. And okay. so uh, if as folks have questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. So far, you've not been shy, right. so I would encourage right. them to continue to do that. Uh, but we really are trying to make changes that serve the best interest of the community as a whole. And again, I know opinions vary about uh, what the right uh, path forward in mm -hmm. recycling is. But at this point, that's where we are. And again, I do think uh, we'll we'll make a, a good transition once we get through the delivery of carts and the changing out of contractors. Well, and as a point of clarification, with trash collection, James City County is not involved with trash collection, correct? That's correct today. Our board has talked about us talking about that. So okay. the county has been in that conversation in years past. Right. But today, you're right. We do no trash collection um, except what people bring to our convenience center. So we don't collect it, right. but we will accept it at our three convenience centers. Okay. Well, and then the telephone number for people to call if they have questions would be 757-253-6700. I now know that number better than my own numbers. <laughs> well, you, well, you might say it again because that's a good number. 757-253-6700. And we're also on social media. We're on Nextdoor. There are lots of places people can go to get their answers. Yeah, I was going to mention Nextdoor. Yeah. And again, I think, uh, Renee, you pushed that out in the last month. Really, mm -hmm. recycling was our first push out. And uh, yeah. we had a great response to that. Yes. And so we'll continue to do that. And uh, you know, we encourage the community to to let us know what they're thinking or what they like or don't like or what we could do better. And mm -hmm. so I really have appreciated all the feedback and the idea and your willingness to try some other platforms and see what works. Of course. So outside of that, I think that's enough for this time. I <laughs> mean, plenty. Uh, there, there's plenty more going on. We've got our Jamestown jams that have returned. They're the, I guess the last Friday of each month mm -hmm. through the summer, but there are a number of concert series going on in the area. And so uh, it would just, again, encourage people to get out and get involved. And if you need me, you know, we're here, right? right. My, and again, I'll give another number to confuse people, but it's <laughs> uh, my office number, 757-253-6603. Again, 253-6603. All right. Well, are you ready? Because you know I oh, have the fun right. questions. We questions. Yeah, we're not done. Sure. Okay. All right. You picked some good numbers for me today. None of these questions have been asked before. So the first one. What is a game or sport that you like to watch and play? A game or sport that I like to watch or play? Mm -hmm. Hmm. Well, I'm not as good a watcher. Okay. Um, okay. But I will watch sports. All so right. uh, when I say I, the sport I like to play, gosh, it's getting whatever I can win at, and that's getting less and less <laughs> of those. Uh, you know, tennis is a sport that yeah. I really liked a lot to play. I played a little bit through high school. I've played a lot through life. I've transitioned that to racquetball. Okay. So I guess it's the racket sports, and racquetball is what I play. You don't watch 
No. Racquetball no. on TV much, but tennis you do. Right. And so I equate when you ask that question, I'm thinking, what do I play and watch being right. the same sport? And so for me, I guess that would be tennis. Okay. Um, All right. Now, have you gotten into pickleball? I have played pickleball. Okay. Um, um, but I can't say I've gotten into it yet. Okay, because it is quite the thing. I definitely have heard. Not not only here, it is a thing a lot of places. Uh, and so, yeah, I think that has promise. I'm sure I'll move on to pickleball at some point, maybe sooner than later. Who knows? Well, and then a sport that I just realized is televised on one of the ESPNs, the Ocho or something way down on their list is Cornhole. There is a professional Cornhole League. I nice. had no idea. Nice. So if I'm ever not here, I'm, you know, pursuing my Cornhole <laughs> Well, there are tournaments and places to do that as well. And you get sponsored. It's quite exciting. (laughs) All right. Next question. How often? Now, you have a look. You are into your tie and your white shirts. And we've had people say, I don't know his name, but he had on a starched white shirt. And it's like a Scott Stevens. I know who that is. How often do you buy clothes? Um, you know, probably not often enough. Okay. That's a great question. Um, you know, funny, well, I say funny thing, maybe it's not. It's, uh, uh, for me, the white shirts make it easy, right? Yes. So that way it matches whatever tie I put on and right. normally black pants or a suit. Uh, in terms of buying clothes, um, yeah, I don't know. Shirts are the best I can tell you. Okay. I buy them in mass. What I find is, you know, if you have a white <laughs> shirt today that fits, it may not, you buy the same size next year. It may not fit. It's so different. Or yeah. same brand, all that stuff. Right. So I tend to buy one and try it. And if I like it, I'll go buy five or six more. Okay. And I sort of force myself to throw away shirts, which is really hard for me because well, I like sure. to wear stuff out. <laughs> uh, but what I found with the shirts is if I don't get rid of them about every year and a half, all of a sudden I have buttons coming off or elbows coming out. And so I've decided that's not the right look for okay. the county administrator. And uh, uh, so about every 18 months on shirts, probably okay. the best I can do. Well, very good. You know, uh-huh. That may be more than folks need to know. No, I think that was awesome. And I can totally picture your closet. It's like all the white shirts in a row. They're in a row. In a row. They yeah. Are. All right. Very good. Last question. I have to find it. Hold on. Oh, are you related or distantly related to anyone famous? <laughs> um, I have no idea. No idea? <laughs> I have no idea. You know, I, there are folks that are uh, really into genealogy. I'm, uh-huh. I'm sure we're all related somehow sure. to somebody that folks would know, good or bad. I right, guess. Uh, right. Um, so I, I have no idea. That's uh, Maybe I need to go check it out. Yeah. Well, and then please, when you come back on in the future, if you find someone, <laughs> please let us know. Well, I'll try to let you know. There That's we go. right. That's all I can promise today. <laughs> All right. Well, Scott, that's all I have for today. All right. Well, well, thanks again. I always enjoy coming and speaking. You make it easy and uh, uh, we'll do it again sometime soon. All right. Maybe next month. Maybe so. Maybe so. Most likely. All right. Thanks, Scott. Well, that wraps up this. Sorry, it's been a long day. That wraps up this episode of This Week in James City County. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, please take a moment to go online and subscribe. That way you'll be sure to never miss an episode. Also go to our webpage. We're at jamescitycountyva.gov slash podcast. And while there, you're going to be able to find all of our previous episodes. I believe that this is episode number 90, which is pretty impressive, as well as a form. And on that form, you can give us some feedback. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, what you'd like for us to cover, other guest ideas. We would love to hear from you. So once again, thank you so much. And we will talk with you next week.